Hello, dirtbags, deplorables, and patriots yearning to be free and ready to fight to defend your rights. High Crimes Podcast, Medicine and Politics, Episode 14, Dr. Richard Moss. So today is uh, Sunday, Easter Sunday, uh, and it's also the week of Passover, for Jews, the two holidays are uh, obviously uh, very much linked, um, and so we'll always track each other. And uh, we had our, our Seder yesterday, a little bit late, but it's hard getting everyone together. But anyway, we got it done. Very nice ceremony. We enjoyed it. And I know my Christian friends are having their Easter Sunday, and uh, I would say this is really their big day, of course, the uh, resurrection of, of Jesus. And uh, so that, that is really everything, the, the miracle for Christians uh, that created this incredible world religion with its roots very much uh, within the Jewish faith. So we are uh, thinking a little bit about Israel, which I think is appropriate on, on this day. Um, the uh, There's uh, a lot of unrest in in Israel uh, because uh, Netanyahu, who had a very convincing electoral victory and has 64 seats, which is actually a large uh, majority. It's not that large, but uh, compared to the before, it was generally a 61-seat majority in their Knesset, their parliament, uh, which has 120 seats, and it's uh, challenging to cobble together a majority in Israel, but uh, um, Netanyahu did it. Um, but as we know, with uh, our own election uh, with Trump, uh, elections and democracy mean nothing to the left. And Israel has its own left. And like all leftists, they uh, are violent and uh, utterly disruptive and more or less uh, go by the ethos of burn it down. Uh, and they will do that. Um, they engage in all sorts of disruptive tactics. They have violent riots and protests they uh, go on strike. You know, they do everything they can to paralyze the nation. Uh, and they simply have to be controlled, uh, you know, in whatever way is, is necessary because they will destroy the country. And, and we saw that, of course, in, in our country, in the United States, during, you know, let's say, well, many times, but certainly recently, uh, with George Floyd, you know, where it was no big deal, just burn the cities, 
burn the country down, destroy our cities, uh, attack and kill police and others, uh, you know, billions of dollars of damage. But for the left, that doesn't matter because the ends always justify the means for the left. And so it is in Israel. Uh, but, you know, Israel's a tiny little country, population of about 10 million, and uh, it's about the size of New Jersey. Uh, so it's got a little less reserve than the continental United States. But the point is, is that uh, the left, leftist behavior is the same uh, wherever it is, because, you know, they generally are godless. And so they really do not have any notion of a transcendent moral standard. Uh, you know, the ends justify the means and by any means necessary. And, you know, obviously that's been the history of the left. Uh, you know, just, uh, it's called the 20th century. Uh, just take a look. Um, you know, we've seen the left in action. They, you know, they had their shot, if you will. You know, when uh, Marxism and Leninism, Bolshevism, came upon the scene, you know, in Russia first, 1917, and then spread to different countries. You know, perhaps you might be open-minded about it. Maybe there was something uh, idealistic about it, uh, and you might entertain uh, notions that perhaps it is a more equitable, uh, moral approach, you know, dividing things up equitably and uh, everyone treated the same, um, and no particular advantages for one or the other. Uh, and so many uh, idealistic people went along with it. But, you know, to be a leftist today, you, you know, you really have to be deranged. I, again, um, the question to be asked is, did you miss the 20th century? Because during the 20th century, we've had tens of millions of people that were killed. Again, not in war. I'm, I'm not talking about in war. That's, that's different. That's war. But I'm talking about by their governments, by the Chinese Communist Party, uh, their government, tens of millions, and in Vietnam, in Cambodia, uh, and obviously in the Soviet Union and elsewhere, um, that's what the left does because, as it turns out, uh, their ideas and uh, policies just don't work. And, and so they must impose uh, state-sanctioned violence, basically, uh, in order to maintain order uh, because uh, they are unable to take care of their populations, they um, cannot meet the needs of their nation because the system is profoundly flawed and it is also, of course, evil. So to be a leftist today, uh, again, to me is, uh, 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 you know, it's the same as a form of insanity. Uh, we might have been perhaps in the 20s and 30s of the last century, 
been open-minded about it. Uh, there's no room to be open-minded about leftism, Marxism, Leninism, Bolshevism at all today. But, you know, as we have our left and as they are violent uh, and disruptive and uh, employ a burn-it-down approach to things, uh, destroy the history, destroy the legal system and in our country to uh, destroy the Constitution, none of that matters. You know, they always uh, pretend to be the victim when they are indeed the victimizer. Uh, but again, they are godless, they are secular, uh, and they believe just in their own will. And it is, in the end, just a movement to accumulate power. It's a will to power uh, through political and, if necessary, violent means, uh, no matter the disruption. Uh, that is leftism. Um, you know, Israel and the United States, uh, to me, are, are very similar in that uh, they embrace liberty and human rights and, and freedom and uh, democracy or uh, democratic mechanisms, let us say. You know, we're a republic, of course. Uh, Israel is parliamentary. Uh, system, their Knesset, uh, but they're very vital and strong nationalisms. You know, they believe, uh, not the left, by the way, I, I mean, you know, let's say the average non-leftist believes in America, its founding and its founding principles and our founding documents and, and believes that there is something uh, beautiful and historic uh, to America, to our story, and what it stands for. And, and of course, Israelis, I think many of them, non-leftists, feel the same way about Israel. And, and they're both right. You know, so they stand for their nation. They are nationalistic. Uh, they represent strong nationalisms. And you could see how in this... Uh, age of uh, globalist Bolshevism. And, you know, communism is an international movement. Uh, the Comintern, uh, the communist international movement. I mean, it was very much uh, globalist. And, and so for them, countries like America or Israel are real uh, anachronisms. Uh, you know, they really despise them because they are the opposite of, of what they believe in, which is uh, a globalist Bolshevik movement uh, and a heavy emphasis on centralized state power. Uh, you know, and again, uh, in the United States, we, again, non-leftists, we are the opposite Israel has a different history. They were sort of socialist at first, and then Netanyahu made a lot of reforms, and they became uh, the startup nation of the world. And, and so they've become quite prosperous and very capitalistic, but again, they have their left. So the issue in Israel now is Israel has been living under what we can refer to as a juristocracy, if you will. They have 
an out-of-control judicial system whereby their uh, court system, their judicial system, their attorneys general, their Supreme Court uh, abrogated uh, great power, uh, absorbed uh, great power uh, over years. For some reason, they were allowed to get away with this. It was a big mistake. And for example, they are the Supreme Court is self-appointing. They can um, decide which cases to take. Whether a suit lawsuit has been brought forth or not, and and so if policies are generated by the parliament, the Knesset, uh, you know if they don't like it, they will um, uh, nullify it, uh, and and a case doesn't have to be brought. They they'll just decide to do that. Uh, so they in effect, have, uh, uh, you can say, tyrannical power, uh, extremely anti-democratic. Now, the situation is that the judges, the attorneys general in Israel, their Supreme Court tends to be very left-wing. And so, of course, for the left in Israel that can no longer win elections, the only bastion of power they have is the judiciary, their juristocracy. And so when Netanyahu won the last election with a strong majority, stronger than, uh, than they have had in many years, uh, 64 seats out of 120, which again sounds close, but is a convincing majority and, and much larger than the recent government's, coalition governments where they had generally just a bare majority of 61. Uh, but he ran in, in part on uh, reforming the legal system. And, uh, and so now, uh, fearing for th that final bastion of power that they have, and they have others too, they control the media just like in our country, the media is left-wing and their universities, and they have their left-wing generals as well. But in particular, the legal system, the juristocracy, the Supreme Court is very left-wing. And so they are very concerned that they will lose power if he places certain limits, reasonable limits, on the Supreme Court. I mean, there has to be some connection with the Supreme Court and the democratic process, in other words, their parliament, uh, which is a reflection of the, uh, the preferences of the people. They vote them in based on positions that they take and policies they advocate, and then they're voted in. And then they, of course, have the right to select the, the judges as it is in our system in, in the United States. Um, the party in power, who is in power, uh, based on the electoral democratic process, in other words, elections, uh, and forget for a moment that the last election, of course, was stolen. We know that, but anyway, just speaking theoretically, 
then that party, uh, you know, the president of that party, uh, would have the right to select uh, judges, appoint judges, and uh, and then they would be passed by the by the Congress, depending or the Senate, uh, depending on on the judges. Well, actually, all the judges I think have to go through the Senate. Um, anyway, it's it's it is defined by the normal democratic process, not not the case in Israel. And, and so he would like to reform it, and clearly it is necessary. They, they are left-wing. They uh, are often anti-nationalist, as left-wingers tend to be. They are also uh, pro-Palestinian. Uh, they're not big on the religious side of, of, the, uh, of the Israeli population. And uh, even here, there are similarities, really, with America... Netanyahu and Trump, I mean, both are despised uh, in their respective countries uh, by the left in a way that truly is uh, psychotic. It's, it's not just a, a normal dislike or disagreement. Uh, you know, there's this visceral hatred of uh, Netanyahu by the left in Israel and, of course, uh, Trump here in America. Um, you know, we know what we've gone through with Trump, uh, you know, going back, you know, to even before he was inaugurated with the uh, Russia collusion, uh, the Steele dossier, impeachment one, impeachment two, the invasion of Mar-a-Lago by the FBI. And uh, now, of course, Trump has been indicted. Never, never before in our history has this happened. We're getting a lot of historical firsts when it comes to Trump. Uh, you know, the, the things that I just mentioned, uh, first time. I mean, two impeachments. He was also impeached when he was already out of office. Uh, I mean, impeachment is to remove a president from office uh, when you impeach the president. Now, he was out of office already. But they, you know, they just wanted to go down uh, swinging there and, and uh, making it a historical first, uh, the first president to be impeached twice. You know, such is the venom and, and hatred of, of the left, uh, uh, the godless, secular, demonic left in, in America and, I would say, in Israel. Uh, you remember also, the, you know, we think of the base of the Trump movement, the America First MAGA movement. It is similar to the base for Netanyahu. Uh, it's sort of the working class. You know, in Israel, it would be a lot of the, Sephard, the Sephardic Jews. They were the Arab Jews. They were not the super-educated, super-sophisticated uh, Jews of, of Europe, from Germany and Russia and, and elsewhere. You know, highly educated uh, you know, there is a working class uh, in Israel, working class Jews. And, and they are really uh, the base of, the net, of Likud, uh, that's uh, Netanyahu's party. And then, of course, uh, the MAGA movement is, is working class, you know, the midsection of the country. Uh, you know, the workers, the farmers, the construction people, the miners, um, mechanics, and uh, 
uh, so on, uh, you know, working class people. And then you have the religious side. And it's, again, there are some reasonable analogies there. You have a religious side, uh, the, the more religious of Israel, the religious Jews, the Orthodox Jews tend to support Netanyahu. And of course, our religious Christians, our devout Christians, our evangelicals, they tend to support uh, Trump. So there are a lot of uh, interesting similarities between the two men and the two nations, and then also the hatred of both by the left. Uh, And when I say the left, I mean not just the left in their own countries, but the international left. You know, all the various nations of Europe despise Israel in general, very pro-Palestinian. I mean, why would you be pro-Palestinian? I mean, these, uh, you know, this group is easily the most violent um, uh, um, group of people in in the world. I mean, they are all, not, you know, they're jihadists, they are terrorists, they are violent, and they've been given so much aid. Uh, it's incredible how corrupt they are as well, their, their government, you know, their leaders, all multimillionaires, you know, all the money coming in from all of these countries that for whatever ridiculous reason identify with the Palestinians. Uh, that's one group, I mean, you should ignore them. You know, they are just truly violent um, and have been given every opportunity uh, to make peace with the Israelis, but uh, they refuse to do so because they got a very good gig. You know, they can keep pretending to be uh, uh, abused and uh, under the Israeli uh, authority, and, and they continue to receive this uh, favored status internationally and in the international media, and they receive tremendous amounts of aid. Um, But all right, so you you have those that support the Palestinians and uh, really loathe Israel. They're they're anti-Zionist. You know, know, the other part of this is that, you know, Israel and the United States, again, not the left— but regular Israelis and regular Americans, they are strongly nationalistic. You know, they love their countries. They love their history. They believe that there is something historic and even biblical about the creation of their nation. And of course, for Israel, it would be our third commonwealth, you know, the earlier kingdoms uh, in uh, ancient uh, Israel, and, and then for 2,000 years, uh, there was no homeland, and it's it truly, I would say, uh, borders on if uh, is not an outright biblical miracle that the wandering exiles return to their Jewish homeland in Israel to create uh, the modern state of Israel. And so there's many uh, Israelis like there are many Americans who believe that there's something very significant about their country, uh, something bordering on the miraculous, uh, inspired by God, uh, and even if we can say biblical, in its formation. Um, 
so you have this effort to reform the judiciary. They're saying all the things that are exactly uh, the opposite, as is typical. Uh, this endless claim by the left, which is really hilarious, that they're going to take away our precious democracy. I mean, you remember that from our own uh, ridiculous Democrat party and the left and the media. Well, they do the same thing in Israel. You know, again, the behavior is the same. The attitudes are the same. They are nihilistic and self-indulged, generally godless, and so do not adhere to any transcendent moral code. It's, you know, the accumulation of power, whatever it takes. That's, That's the moral code. And so talking about destroying democracy, well, no, the idea is to restore democracy because with an out-of-control judiciary that can pick and choose what policies it wants to uh, eliminate or declare uh, illegal, uh, that's where you don't have democracy and and the efforts to restore that so that there's some balance between the parliament, uh, the Knesset, and uh, the judicial branch, if you will, in Israel, uh, some balance can be... uh, obtained. Um, The left in Israel is violent, as our left is. Uh, They don't hesitate to burn down the city, burn down the country, burn it down. That is the leftist mantra. Now, what's interesting, they are supported by many NGOs, NGOs, non-governmental organizations, and they're all over Israel because, of course, they're tending to the, the poor Um, mistreated Palestinians, uh, don't you know? Uh, So they're all over the place. You know, when I visited Israel, they're just everywhere, various. And and the UN workers with their little blue helmets, uh, you know, the so-called peacekeepers, that's that's a joke. Um, But so you have NGOs and, you know, as you know, many, you know, just like we have our foundations in America and, and our NGOs, they're very well funded. And so they uh, exercise significant uh, power and influence. Uh, they hate Israel. They hate Netanyahu. And they love the Palestinians, you know, the poor, long-suffering Palestinians. You know, we've, we've heard enough about them, quite frankly. Um, they, they've had ample opportunities to make peace with uh, roughly 10 million Jews amongst the smartest, most gifted people in the world, all bundled up in one little country called Israel uh, with incredible opportunities for education and business, um, uh, you know, not to mention, you know, excellent health care and uh, and all the liberties and, and rights and freedoms that a country like Israel gives, obviously much, much more than in any Arab nation. Uh, but all right, so they, they, uh, they overlook that. Um, then you have the Democrats in America. They seem to really hate Israel um, and uh, perhaps uh, it began with Obama and his mistreatment, uh, just his contempt and disrespect for Netanyahu. And, 
you know, you, you kind of wonder why. I mean, it wasn't always that way. The Democrats often uh, supported Israel, and of course, uh, many uh, Democrats were Jews, and they were at one time at least strong supporters of Israel. Um, but no, uh, not today, not today. They're anti-Zionist, they're anti-Netanyahu. You know, maybe it has to do with uh, Netanyahu's efforts to uh, undo um, Obama's great dream of uh, providing a pathway to a, a nuclear weapon for Iran uh, and why he would support Iran, which hates Israel and hates America. You know, little Satan, great Satan, as they often talk about and also mention that they want to destroy uh, the two nations. But, you know, maybe that's consistent with the American left who despises America as well. Um, and then the hatred of Obama uh, was passed on to Biden, who's carried on, and you know, the, the personnel picks that he made for his uh, secretary, uh, um, secretary, well, in the Department of State, uh, strong, virulent uh, anti-Zionists, anti-Israel, anti-Netanyahu. And so... Um, you know, why do the Democrats and specifically Obama and now Biden, why do they favor Iran? Uh, you know, they are Shiites, majority Shiite, and uh, Shiites are Muslims, but they're about 10% of Muslims. And maybe it's some, uh, you know, adolescent idea that, oh, well, there's not as many of them and I'm just going to support them. Just ridiculous idea, perhaps. Um, they seek to undermine the uh, um, Arab states that are predominantly Sunni. Uh, why? We don't know. They have been America's traditional allies, not to mention they produce uh, a lot of oil for us, which we obviously need now that we've done so much damage to our own fossil fuel industry. Um, but they, uh, the Democrats seem to like the Iranians and favor them over the Sunnis, over the Arabs, uh, notwithstanding that uh, the Arabs have been our traditional allies. And now we find that uh, the Arab nations have about had enough with Biden anyway, and now they're forming a friendship with Iran and doing business with them. Um, so... You see Biden interfering with uh, the internal politics of Israel uh, in a way that he would never do to any other nation. It's uh, For me, I would say that it is time for Israel to distance itself from America, from sort of uh, depending on America. And I would go so far as to say that I think it's reasonable for them, for Israel to give up just to say uh, thanks but no thanks on the $3 billion in defense aid that Israel gets because it's this kind of uh, uh, hammer that uh, anti-Israel 
folks always use, well, we give this much money and, you know, they got to do what we say. Well, no, they don't. And by the way, uh, we get a lot of bang for that buck. Uh, you know, Israel does a lot of uh, uh, research and development and comes up with incredible uh, new systems, uh, military systems, ballistics, uh, surveillance, many of which have uh, found their way back to the United States. Um, I should say that they have been a stable ally. Uh, we forget uh, their role in uh, during the Cold War uh, when Israel would just manhandle Soviet proxies like Syria, just destroy them in various conflicts and, and really gave uh, American, uh, you know, added to American prestige because they were allied with America and they were using American weaponry, uh, the American F-16s. Um, I think Israel needs to just get off of it totally and, and develop its own military base, uh, create its own weapons, uh, or mix it up somewhat, get some weaponry from other countries would be fine. Uh, and the reason is because America has become a very unreliable ally of Israel. And, you know, sure, when Trump gets in or when the Republicans get in, then, you know, maybe it'll go back to being more balanced and normal and favorable to Israel. But you just never know when you get the Democrat in, they have a real hatred for Israel for the various reasons that we described uh, earlier. Just, uh, you know, um, Netanyahu, I guess, dissed uh, Obama because he didn't want to see them. You know, he... he uh, appeared before both houses of Congress, I think um, might have been 2015, uh, at the height of the effort to uh, get this agreement with Iran that would have paved the way to a nuclear weapon. And they, uh, you know, he said, you know, he made an impassioned uh, plea for them to reject the plan, uh, the Obama plan to, again, uh, uh, provide a pathway to a nuclear Iran. I mean, why would you do that uh, anyway? And and so that hatred was there. And, you know, that Israel is a strong nationalism. And uh, leftism, you know, nationalism is inconsistent with leftism. It's it's a global movement, really. And, and so they don't like these pesky little nation states uh, in the end, uh, they want some sort of world government, some globalist world government. That seems to be the direction they want to uh, pursue. And then this absurd idea of somehow favoring the Democrats, the left favoring the Shiites over the Sunni. Like, why? <laughs> that's between them. You know, that's their dispute. Uh, has nothing to do with us. Uh, you know, we have to just serve our national interest. Uh, and generally, we've traded and been allied with the Sunni Arab nations. And, you know, why not maintain that until Iran changes its ways? Um, uh, you know, they are the world's largest uh, state sponsor of terrorism. 
you know, there's there'll be another war in the Middle East coming up, you know, because of the weakness of Biden, the support that Biden has for various and sundry terrorist groups, and particularly for Iran. Uh, and Iran then funds these terrorist groups, you know, like uh, Hezbollah uh, and Hamas, even though Hamas is Sunni. Uh, you know, it's okay. They'll go along with it. Uh, you know, they want to destroy uh, Israel and kill Jews. So that's okay with Iran. And that apparently is okay with uh, Joe Biden and today's Democrat Party. Well, so that's uh, our discussion for today uh, about Israel and the similarities between uh Trump and Netanyahu, how they are both reviled by the left, and as is the two countries, actually, uh, Israel and the United States. Uh, now, of course, the left wants to take over the United States, but uh, I think it's clear they despise the country and its history. So we see, uh, and, and then the whole left-wing media, the assortment of various left-wing countries that uh, support the left uh, in Israel and, and despise Netanyahu for various reasons. Um, and this effort by Netanyahu to quite legitimately rein in their out-of-control uh, judicial system, their Supreme Court, uh, so that they, in fact, do have a viable democracy. All right, so we had a little plunge into the Middle East, um, and uh, dangerous times for both countries. Um, I hope that we will survive Biden, which is quite questionable, uh, especially if they would steal another election. Eight years, and you're going to kiss this country goodbye and uh, whether uh, Netanyahu will survive what's going on there. I, I believe that he will, but he's uh, made a few missteps. Um, but we'll pick that up at another time. So we will sign off now and uh, went a little long today. Complex topic. Um, check out my website at richardmossmd.com. Uh, richardmossmd.com. Two books that you can get and a third one coming out in the not-too-distant future. Uh, but the two books that are available, A Surgeon's Odyssey about my work overseas as a volunteer cancer surgeon in Thailand, Nepal, India, and Bangladesh. Uh, interesting stories there. And then Matilda's Triumph about my beloved mother and her efforts to raise her five boys as a single mom in the Bronx. Good stories there. Um, all right, we'll catch you next time. Thank you.